Artist Social listeners. Thank y'all for tuning in to episode one of season two of the ATX Artist Social Podcast. I am your co-host Tyson Davis, and along with me we have Lolita Rodriguez, Marta Diaz, Damon Mosley, and we are your hosts. Due to COVID-19, we are recording remotely, so please disregard any technical difficulties. Uh, this is season one of the newest, uh, the newest season. <laughs> <laughs> It was too much pressure. He was too much. Hey, 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 Blame it on those Just keep rolling, man. Just keep rolling. It's going to fall down. I got COVID-19 and I got these this square nose mar- margarita in my cup. You know, all of this shit is I'm just juggling, you know, right now. And I don't I don't know which ball's landing in my hand, right? Y'all didn't, te- y'all didn't tell know? Jay that he supposed to chill in the beginning. We're going to talk. And yeah, y'all, y'all didn't even tell him. Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I forgot to tell Hey, this is season two, man. You know Oh, we got new rules now. Episode. Oh, new shit, new shit. <laughs> Might as well, you know what I'm saying? Might as well. We changing the game. You know, I'm ready for this. Hey, I'm so ready for this COVID to be over that I'm just like, man, let's just be social. Man, man. Just... Let's just act the food together, you know? Eat some barbecue. So this is the first episode of season two. Yes, we do have Jay Muzak on the line with us. Jay, what, what up? up? Thanks what for up? having me, guys. Appreciate you do what you're doing here. Yeah, we appreciate it too. We mean we appreciate it too, man. So we were happy to reach out to you, man, and be able to get an artist of your caliber onto our podcast, man, and talk to you about your creative entrepreneurship and just your direction and where you're going in life and everything like that. Um, our team, we've been working diligently to try to build this platform to reach out to artists and connect artists with information uh skill set other artists you know you know give them different outlets to communicate and build a platform for artists to to thrive on um and that is the reason why that we have you on to the show man um so i want to just ask you where are you from man and when did you start creating oh yeah i'm from h-town Houston, Texas, H-Town. represent, yeah, okay. those who know uh, Southwest, A-Leaf actually, to be specific, A-Leaf. yeah, wow. I went to Hastings High School, hey, so, uh, wow, yeah, there's a, there's a, Man, there's a lot of claims of fame up. over there, um, wow, you know, Lil Kiki, live down the street from me, you know, <laughs> oh, wow, south, south do side, <laughs> do you know Toby New? of course, New he, yeah, he actually filmed Man, his, one of his God. videos at our uh, high school stadium, so that's that's my alma mater oh, right there. Yes. Hey, that's my dog, man. I knew Toby back when like spoken word was yes. really hot. When I was doing spoken word, he used to come out to the spoken word spot, man. And he used to just go. He drops it. Man. It would be some of the dopest yeah. stuff I ever heard. Epic. Man. Yeah. I'm a that's- big fan myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm from Houston, wow. uh, going way back. I still got a lot of homies there, a lot of friends. Um, most of my family's all all here and there now. But uh, I came to Austin in 02. And I uh, went to the University of Texas, uh, studied sociology there, and I kind of never, never went back. You know, Austin's been my home base ever since then. I, I did live abroad for a few years, and um, we, could, we can get on that tangent later. But, um, yeah, so uh, born and raised in Houston, and uh, Austin's been my home more so as a 
in my adult life. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So since we just dumped it right into it, um, so is, have you like been creating all your life? Were you were you doing stuff, work down in Houston or? Yeah. When did the? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, my mom's got pictures of dinosaurs I drew when I was six. You know, so she's like, you know, she's like, oh, you've been an artist your whole life. You know, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that I consider myself an artist uh, that early, <laughs> but. I was definitely drawing, uh, taking art classes. I got into graffiti lettering actually in middle school. And um, ah. like I was in my middle school art class in seventh grade and, you know, hurry up and finish my art project and then flip over on the back and doing letters, you know? So I, I got into graffiti at, at a young age. And um, I think from there, it kind of like set me on that trajectory to get more into spray painting, get me into, you know, eventually into murals really. Yeah. Um, but we all had to go through that phase, I think, um, you know, being a stupid little vandal, you know, right, doing, right, doing right. dumb stuff in high school. And that was going to be my next question. Like, did you go yeah. through the vandal phase? Like, <laughs> yeah, a little I, bit. I, I mean, thankfully, I, yeah. I mean, he said graffiti. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, graffiti has a lot of connotations now. It's like, you got right. street art, you got stencils, you got letters, you got writers, you got muralists. You got, you right. know, so it's all mixed up now. But yeah, in its purest form, graffiti is, you know scrawling on a wall and typically illegal right so yeah you know thankfully well, um, i feel like yeah. also that uh graffiti has Go. just recently been like accepted like i feel like it's been one of the last of the art forms like i feel like mm-hmm. it was murals and stuff have not been really popular like in the forefront until i feel like six maybe six years ago maybe I don't know. This is what I ever, I'm not in the huge, uh, in this mm-hmm. scene. So whenever I started, I feel like when it hits me, that means that it's yeah. happening. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not in the industry. So when it hits me, I feel like it's happening. I feel like I didn't hear, and I've been in Austin for the last, uh, shit, like 12, mm-hmm. 13 years. I've been mm-hmm. here in Austin and I didn't really hear about murals. And there wasn't that many murals around Austin when we first had moved here, but they started popping up and then they started getting more and more you know, a trend, mm-hmm. not a trend, but like viewed as an mm-hmm. art form where you can see people actually getting hired yeah. to do that. So have you been, that, that, that brings me mm-hmm. to a question. Have you been, um, well, how many murals do you have around the city, if you have any? And like, how many projects have you done? Because I heard you were talking about that you do city, you've done city Yeah, um, I, I kind of want to so how many? go back to that. I mean, that was kind of a, that was kind of a loaded question, but... You know, I'm also a teacher. I'm also a yeah, teacher part-time. And so I look at I look at a lot of um, what I do in a sort of academic sense. And so I, I study street art and murals and I study contemporary artists, mm-hmm. what's what's happening around the world. And you know, graffiti in its in its like modern sense has been around since the late sixties in LA, right? Gang graffiti. Um so as soon as you know, we realized we could use spray paint for that, for that purpose. In the seventy early seventies in New York City. Um the 80s is when it actually became, quote unquote, accepted by the art world. It wasn't mainstream by any means, but the art world picked up on something in New York uh, graffiti in the 80s, and they were doing gallery shows in Soho, right? Right. Everybody's familiar right. with Jean-Michel Basquiat, right? He's, yeah. he's one who popularized yeah, for sure. graffiti yeah. for that movement, uh, you know, under the wing of Andy Warhol and whatnot. So there's a whole history there that, like, it has been kind of accepted, but now it's irrefutable that graffiti and, and hip hop, how they're intertwined and hip hop being like America's mainstream culture now is completely right. accepted, mm-hmm. right? But it's taken that like 40, 50 year history uh, to get there. But then even before that, like you're looking at Mexican muralist, Diego Rivera, doing Diego work in Rivera. the early, yeah, you know, the early uh, 20th century. I love his stuff. And then before that, you're looking at the Italian uh, uh, Renaissance, like a Michelangelo and those uh, doing frescoes back then. So like 
graffiti has a, a long, long history, but it's never been really accepted as an art movement until probably the last, you know, 40, 50 years. So I just kind of, I put my, yeah, I try to put my stamp on that. I, I definitely, uh, I kind of, I, I wouldn't say evolved out of, but I just kind of shifted gears from like pure letters um, pretty early on. I just kind of got, I'm, I, I'm like antsy. I get bored, you know, like a lot of you guys that are artists. That's, that's kinda, what I was going to ask you. That's what I was going to ask you next is how did mm -hmm. you go, how did you transition from doing graffiti to doing more of a mosaic work? For sure, yeah. So, so I did. Mm -hmm. I've been working as a muralist, a painter for 15 years, more or less, off and on. And I've got a, t a ton of murals in town. I don't know that to answer your question. I don't really know how many, to be honest. But um, you know, from restaurants to some public spaces. That's a good uh, thing. That's a, that's a good <laughs> thing to have, it. though. Like, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, you can do it so much, mm -hmm. you don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Jay is one of those guys where, like, you, if if he were to point out all of the murals he did, you've seen one of them. Yeah, you're probably familiar like, with one you, of them. You've a, definitely seen there's one. There's a style that's like, kind of uh, in, in the subconscious there in the city. And that's what I love about the public work is like you're in people's face, you're in people's heads. They don't have to go to a gallery or museum to, to see your work. And so you have that platform, right? Um, and so the transition, Martha, to answer your question is like, I really uh, organically came into this style of painting about five years ago for a specific commission where I painted a stained glass Buddha uh, for this couple that was in New Zealand at the time. And the stained glass style just really hit on something. I've been traveling the world and I've been studying street art and, and graffiti and trying to find my own unique style, which is, as you know, is so hard in this day and age because, you know, yes. everything's been done. But I feel like that, that mesh, I hadn't seen much of that. You know, a lot of stained glass, you see it's actual glass and you have to go into church to see it. So doing stained glass outside in the public realm that doesn't have to be backlit. It's kind of a different thing, but it also adds that element of like, of that like uh, spirituality or something, or that kind of lofty, you know, it's, it's completely secular, but like, it's almost like a, in a religious sense, it gives us like something sacred. And so I really liked that, like the response from that was excellent. And so I did one commission, then I did another, and then I did another. And so I was painting in this style that looked like stained glass or mosaic. And then it wasn't until about three, not even three years ago, about two and a half years ago, I actually first touched glass for like the first time. Did and, you cut yourself a lot? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I've got so many scars now, and that's just like that's what I was blood, gonna little ask. blood. <laughs> it was actually for a, a, I was teaching at this private school, and I wanted to do a, a pixel art uh, project for my students, right? So I invited Heather Kruger, who was the former owner of the School of Austin Mosaic Art, or Austin School of Mosaic Art, and she came out and kind of uh, coached us on how to use just little glass squares to make this artwork. And it was, you know, 8-bit pixel art, you know. Did and, you, yeah. For preparation for mm -hmm. this piece, mm -hmm. did you use a certain um, app or did you use a certain program that can help you figure out where the colors needed to go? Uh, th at that or time, how you go about studying? Right. At that time, it was really rudimentary. That, for that project specifically for the students, it was like, you can color it. Like, I gave them a little grid paper, and they colored in the squares. And then we kind of matched it up as, as best we could. But for me, what was enlightening was, like, that, that was what set me on this track of, like, act using actual glass and tile. And so then I started to, like, think about my work in a way that I could recreate it with glass um, or with tile. And then, um, so to get to these, these, these ones that I'm doing now, these, these uh, pixel art murals, yeah, I totally I have to use it's digital technology, right? Like I wouldn't my, I couldn't wrap my head around that with using 50,000 50, squares for one image, you know, like I couldn't, you know, you got to kind of systematize it. So so that's where like all my um, history of using Photoshop to like lay out murals, uh, photo collage and things like that. So it's this big amalgam of like photography, 
um, digital technology, and then fabricated by hand, you know? And so it's like, it has to go through all these filters and all these steps in order to, in order to make it right. So Jay, yeah. It seems like you got a pretty deep like portfolio and you've been around doing this for a while. I want to know what was that first thing that you did where you was like, yo, I'm an artist now. Like oh, that man. first, like, like that first yeah. like mural or whatever mm-hmm. it was, logo, t-shirt design. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I think, I think the first piece, um, I mean, aside from, like you can go all the way back to high school. Like I think I had my, a, a sketch I did of a pig, like on the Houston rodeo pamphlet or something. I was like, yes, that's oh, cool. Okay. Right. But it was, you know, there was no money in exchange. It was just like a, a little claim to fame. But then like, uh, when I was 19 and I was going to UT, I don't know if y'all remember back, uh, back in the day on dirty six, there was a guy who would do space spray the painting. Space mural, right? yeah. His name was Harry Huckabee. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, and he, and everybody used to gather yes, around and, and watch him. Yeah. Uh, you know, drum and bass or EDM or whatever. And just like his whole yeah. vibe, right? And you put the fire on the end. <clears throat> so yeah. actually, I was smitten by that. And I was like totally hooked because I was already using spray paint to do like my crappy little mm-hmm. letters, you know, on the weekend. And then I actually went back to my house or my apartment and I, out on the balcony, I started practicing that space style, right? And I oh, went through, really? I went through dozens of really crappy you know poster board and then i would take one down to him i'll show him like look man I, you cannot work with you like look what i'm doing he's like he's like no nah, man that sucks yeah <laughs> so i went back i was like oh, that's i was like oh, i'm gonna keep practicing and I, I actually did like you know another couple months and i took it back down again he's like man you're persistent it's like all right if you want to work with me come you know come come on be my apprentice right and um so it was very informal it was like i would go out on thursday friday saturday nights I would go out there from like nine o'clock when it got dark till sometimes three, four in the morning. So the last people were right. gone, you know, at the club. And but I but I made and sold work. And that was the first time in my life where I was like, man, there's one night I think I made four hundred bucks, you know? And as a right. 19-year-old. Oh, he, he was popular. Yeah, like, like it, I was mean, just like yeah, it as soon as you make it. Crowds of people around. Yeah. yeah, yeah so I'm like, sure. this is lucrative. Easy to see making 400. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now like a 19-year-old making 400 bucks, like. If you ain't selling drugs, you're doing pretty good, you know? So, right. Because <laughs> what, what are those what pieces are going for? Like, yeah, the pieces, those pieces are going hey, for like, what, 10, 20, 20 25 bucks. Sometimes we auction them off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, yo, that's and, a and great to be able to do that man, piece like, in like five minutes, you know, you're like, I'm making yeah, 20 bucks in five. I'm making 80 bucks an hour right now. This is amazing. Like, yeah. so that's so that's what kind of got me hooked. And I mean, it's, it's definitely not all about the money. And what goes to no. show you is like, I, I did that for a couple months and I got bored. And I started to think, like, is this it, right? Because I kept, we kept, you kind of recycle right. the same imagery, you know? Yeah, because like that's why I, I wanted to get into that really quick. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, I watched it, and I always thought I knew what the technique was. It's reductive. So I never really got into it because yeah. it looks easy, and people who right. do stuff well make things look easy. Exactly. Right? But it always looked easy, and I always thought it was like a wet-on-wet technique, right? That's part of it, and, yeah. And, and that's kind of mm-hmm. how it was. But you went home and actually, like, dissected yep, it. and figured it like, out. Yo, I'm going to do it. Because I just looked at it, and I was like, yo, that's easy. It's dope. But, you yeah. know, like you said, like, it's kind of the same thing, right? He swirls, he makes the planets, mm-hmm. and you draw, like, you cut through the paint, mm-hmm. and you get the colors and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But what's, like, the, what's yeah. the real secret sauce? Like, what, was it actually just a wet-on-wet technique? Was it the paint? Oh, like, man. And so the clear is key. You're absolutely right. It's, uh, it's reductive. It's so you layer your colors, and then you layer a bunch of black, and then you've got to reduce that off. And you use, like, crumpled newspaper or a towel or Frisbees or whatever, um, right. So it's very basic tools, you know, you can do it with that. And that's why it's like uh, such a cool street artist busking, you know, it's like a performance as much as it is product. But yeah, but um, yeah, a lot of it is keeping the paint wet and then being able to like man- manipulate it on that on the glossy side of the poster board. That's another mistake a lot of people do is they use the, yeah, the matte side. For, so there's all these little yeah. tricks that you figure out, you know, just by doing. And so 
you know, taught myself that. And then I learned a lot more from him, obviously. But I got I got kind of bored. And, and what really kicked it off was there was one night where, I don't know, he was it was a slow night. He's like, we're going to do a competition to get people hype. So he's like, you're going to I'm going to do one and then you're going to do one. And then we're going to let people choose who's the best one, you know, by uh, cheering or whatever. And so, you know, he did one. It was it was dope. And you know, I did probably what, what I thought was my best one yet. And I, I swear to God, like the crowd cheered for my louder. But the stipulation was whoever lost is going to get burned up right there. We're going to put, put a lot. Are you going to burn the piece? The artwork. <laughs> and so he, he pretended that. like his his one and then he burned my piece. And what? I was like, man. And then, and then that night he fired me. <laughs> and so Damn. I was like, hey, you know what? That though? makes hey. sense. At that point, he was, pass, he was passing it on to you, like, look, man, you better than me. You got to move around. I mean, so I kind of took that hint, and, and I went. It's blocking. Yeah, and I you got to get out big of enough for the both of us, homie. Exactly. <laughs> so you got to go find another spot. Jay, that, yeah. that had to be a... Jay, I got a question. Yeah. I got a, got a question because that kind of yeah. leads me like right to where I want to be. Because man, I started off. I'm I wasn't self taught, dude. My first mural that I ever done was 170 feet long. That's a beast to start. Tall. <laughs> I I that's a beast to start, dude. I had to mm-hmm. scrape the wall with scrapers, so I'm doing. I'd had to do a lot of the work myself. It took yeah. me three months to complete a wall that size. But in my hometown, they had never mm-hmm. seen art like that. Um, I, I know mm-hmm. that you have an education in the arts, but it's a lot of creators that are creating out there who mm-hmm. don't have that education, mm-hmm. who don't know like art history, mm-hmm. and they don't know where to begin with their craft. Uh, what what advice could you give some of our listeners out there who are listening and just yeah begin and, and just to clarify? I mean, I studied sociology, so my degree is a bachelor's of the arts in sociology, and my only real art training mm-hmm. specific, aside from things that I've kind of taken on my own. Is uh, is a one studio class, one or two studio classes at UT as an elective. So it, I am largely self-taught as well. It's just been that mm-hmm. that lifetime of passion and, and you know self-study. Really, it's like if you want to know something, you you pick up a book or you search online mm-hmm. or you you know you find it. Yeah, so, Google it. So the best mm-hmm. advice Google is just it, to do it. it. If there's something you want to do, nobody's gonna hand it to you. You gotta work. You gotta practice. You gotta learn. Uh, you got to figure out your own little unique way because you got to stand out in this game, right? So mm-hmm. just do it. And it's going to take a long, long time. Like people always think we get famous overnight or whatever. It's like, no, it's like we've been doing this for 15 years already. And that's why right. we're getting some notoriety finally. But you're going you're gonna to do so much work for so mm-hmm. long for free, for nothing. And, yep. and you're going to be exhausted of it and you're going to be frustrated. But you just got to keep going. I mean, it, it's artists, I think, are some of the most resilient people because of that because they're going against the grain in this there's not planned out right there's not like a career plan for us um yeah. and there's no safety net there's no security there's no insurance or 401k that we're you know that our company's paying into yeah. so you're doing this all on your own largely and for all that we still we still keep doing it because because it's in your blood you know it's like it's right. your passion it's your love um but i think just to just to do it you know and then i would recommend for younger artists like find um artists maybe that you could apprentice with find artists that you, you know, that you're keen on their work and ask them like send them an Instagram message. You know, we're, we're accessible now. Like you want to come hang out the studio and help me on my next project. Let's, let's do it. You know, I wanted to ask you about that. I saw that you have workshops. Uh How can you tell me a little bit more about that and how we can go about either volunteering for the next project and being able to go and hang out possibly. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, um, the mosaic workshop specifically um 
we Carmen uh, and I actually started last last summer. We just, you know, it's kind of been I've been doing these mosaic projects and I wanted to really engage the community and invite people into our studio space. Uh, you know, we kept hearing this thing that there's not enough creative space for East Austin and, you know, everything's too expensive and nobody has room to. So we're like, well, I've got a shared studio space um, with me and some other artist friends. So, like, let's open it up. So we did a completely free workshop. Uh, with the with the only goal is like we want to like teach people about mosaic and and the basics of art. We had people coming in who were not artists, right? Just like people. do you accept donations for those that just mm -hmm. want to help? Totally. We yeah, we accept donations. Um, at this point, so like how it, how it was born last summer was it was a small uh, community initiative grant from the city of Austin, um, but it was barely enough for like some of the materials. We were pretty much volunteering our whole time for eight weeks. Um, but we produced this this uh, awesome mural uh, off of uh, Peter Nalis and Cesar Chavez the, of the Grey Ghost, uh, Roosevelt Williams, who's the a pianist. I think we might, I think you might have an image of that um, yeah. to share. But hey, twenty four hundred East Cesar Chavez, go check it out. Twenty four hundred East Cesar Chavez, mm -hmm. all about ATX artists, social listeners out here. Y'all go check it out. Yeah, I'm, we're really proud of that, that creation. Yeah. Tag oh, wait, if you, if you, yeah, if you do take a selfie, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't tag us in that, I will, I will find <laughs> them. Yeah, no, I will, I will listen to that troll. Watch out, and why is the J music tagged in that? And I'm gonna we gotta lift each other up. We gotta lift each other up. Somebody doing something good. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. Okay, so um, Jay, I do remember you um in this mosaic when you and Carmen had started this because we probably invited y'all. I mean, yeah, she was coming to meetings. Yeah, the only problem was is um I had my son and I couldn't bring him because it would have been too dangerous for him to be in there. So I had to ask Carmen to make sure, like, I was just like, yeah. well, I have to have my kids. So <laughs> so that's the only reason why I didn't end up uh, coming to any of them. But we were scheduled to go a couple of times and I ended up like not mm -hmm. being able to find a babysitter. But things like that, because I wanted to know, do you have like any involvement with the MAC? You, yeah, you yeah. You work with the MAC, right? Or We actually, yes, I've been the mural mentor there uh, for two years. Um, and... Yeah, they have an excellent That's program. Anybody listening, if you have teen uh, creatives, if you have a teen uh, uh, child um, who's interested in a creative field, they have a, a, an internship you can apply for. It's paid, paid by the city, city, uh, city minimum wage, so it's good money. And um, teenagers, uh, Latinx teens, get to go to the MAC every week and do creative projects with mentors like myself. So um, they'll do cartoons, comics, wow. they do actually podcasts, they did a zine, they did, and then we did two murals over two years. Um, the first one was painted, and then the second one, um, because of the awesome support by their coordinator, uh, Frederico, he was like, you want to do a mosaic? Let's do a mosaic. And I was like, it's going to be expensive, and it's going to take a while. He's like, let's do it. And so we started making a mosaic with the with the second year um, Caminos program teenagers. Yeah, I saw I saw mm -hmm. I saw y'all's little workstation. Oh my god, it, it took us eight months. Gathered and everything. Yeah, Rico took us around. Yeah, no, it was six, a lot. I was six feet like, by twenty four feet, and doesn't sound that big for a muralist, but you got to remember these are tiny little glass pieces. I mean, these are like hundreds of thousands of little glass pieces laid by hand, mm -hmm. and we're depicting strong Latinas from the community and beyond. So. It's, it's still waiting to be installed, and it was supposed to be installed in April for the La Mujer Festival, and then COVID happened. So 
Mm. As soon as we can go back out and work safely, then we're going to get that installed and it'll be a permanent public art landmark for the Mac right along the Town Lake Trail. And that the, the teens will be able to say, I made that. I yeah. came up with those ideas. I made that. I was, I'm just kind of like the coach and kind of leading them along. You know, it's, mm-hmm. all, it's all their ideas. You know, all I do is kind of help them with the design, help them with the media, um, coach them along. You know, if there's, a, if there's somebody who's struggling, like, you know, let's get through this. So um, I'm really, really proud of that project, too. Whenever it gets unveiled, you got to go check it out. So yeah. when you yeah. say Frederico, oh, is that the muralist Frederico? Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people confuse it too. That's actually Federico, F-E-D-E, Federico. And okay. Federico, he's actually a very talented uh, musician. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he goes on the name Federico Seven. Federico Seven Music. If you want to check him out, very, very awesome stuff. He plays uh, the Africa Night a lot over at uh, Sahara. At Sahara the Sahara Lounge. Yeah. Sahara Lounge. Yeah. 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 What you're talking about? It's a jam. It's a jam party. Go ready to dance. Um, <laughs> but Federico is the painter, and he's a, he's the, uh, yeah. Austin's OG. Uh, yeah, from El Paso, but he's been here so long. He's like, you know, he's an Austin icon for for his style, his stencil style that you've seen everywhere from Mexicarte to, to down south, to east side, on all the El Chilitos, like you name it. He's yeah, he's everywhere, and he's a good yeah. friend of mine too. I love hanging out with that. Oh, dude. you you okay? Yeah. So you hang out with him. Oh yeah, right. we're, we're yeah. All, he's Austin's like, friendly, like, you know. Austin yeah, is not like, like this, legend, like, oh, that's so. my territory. Austin's like, let's right. hang out. Well, that was cool because <laughs> I feel like I, the reason I was thinking about yeah. him was because um, as I was thinking about this podcast and some of your work, mm-hmm. I'm oh, like, shit. I mean, I mean, you could kind of correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you are approaching like that level. Now, now I'm not, not comparing mm-hmm. you to you two at all, but like mm-hmm. when I started to think about like your body of work and like how I was saying earlier, like you have probably, you have a mural that, somebody has recognized they might not know it's you mm-hmm. or they might not but they have passed by this work and because yeah. you're, you're kind of that in the like you're you got two right off i-35 so it's not too many not too many yeah. ways people can be like oh, well, I, ain't, I don't know what you're talking about like, no you've seen, <laughs> seen it you seen just it. didn't yeah. know you just didn't know you know what what that was about yeah. or who did it or maybe but um, yeah so yeah so i was just wondering like i i, I figured you'd be friends or, totally, or something totally. like that but um, so is that community like like is do all you guys hang out like all or, or like kind of know each other? Yeah, a lot of us, and especially those of us that do you know quote unquote street art or aerosol art, spray art. Yeah, you definitely were kind of running those circles, and over time you're gonna you're gonna end up you know seeing somebody working on a piece or going to a show or you know or whatnot or, or hitting up for a collab. You know, he's actually passed jobs off to me that he was like, I'm too busy, man, I can't do it. You want to do this job? You know, they need a gonna- design mural, and I'm like, sure. I need some money. I'm going to go do the mirror. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to yeah. ask you about that. Is how do you go about gaining more clients? And how do you go about yeah. when you're collaborating? Mm-hmm. What discussion do you have mm-hmm. when it's like, hey, I want you to come help me, but not take over? Uh, so there's two questions. So one about clients and one about collab with other yeah, artists. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I mean, really, a lot of it's word of mouth. You know, I mean, you got to have your website. That's just a given. You got to these days, you got to have your Instagram or your Facebook. That's a given because you got to be in people's head. Right. That way, when they think, oh, I need a I need a piece, they're going to think of you. Um, So it's kind of a necessary evil. I know a lot of us don't like to be on the the devices all day long, but you kind of got to do it. So that's and it's free marketing. Um, But your your work speaks for itself. When you do public work, somebody sees it, they like it, they can see, you know, your signature. They make note of it. And then it might be years down the road, but they open business and need a mural at the restaurant. Like they'll call you up, you know, because you have that you're kind of in their subconscious. And it's important. It is important for artists mm-hmm. to 
Continue. Don't be shy. Stay inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stay inconsistent. Don't be shy. Works in progress. Yeah, just call it a whip. You know, we, you don't like you got to be vulnerable and you got to get over that. That one of the things when I'm teaching high schoolers is like getting over, like showing your work. It's like, I know, right. you, I know it's for you. I know it's personal. But as an artist, you know, at least as an artist entrepreneur, you got to make you got to sell the work. You got to get it out yeah. there. Well, and I, so I, people I preach have to, to people. To it. I preach yeah. to people all day because like you got to post, you got to keep because people will literally stop following you or forget that they're following you. And they're mm-hmm. like get knocked out of their feed if you're not consistently. consistently the algorithms. Consistently. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be like every day at three o'clock or whatever the best time to post is at eight p.m. on a and they have and they have the insight to tell you like what demographics following you, where they're located, and when they're on the most. Yeah, Yeah, the analytics. Use that, you know. Use that. See when people are logging on. Yeah, exactly. It's all free, so you you gotta be smart. You gotta, you know, don't just post, post, post all you know a bunch of dumb shit, but like be smart with it. You know, Uh, be Mm -hmm. um, you know, be clever, and then. And show your best work, you know, but also don't be afraid to show like some of those behind the scenes shots. Like a lot of people like to see the human yeah. side of the artist too, you know. So, yeah. um, but yeah. well, you know how artists are though; they're really, really sensitive and don't want don't want anybody to see like, oh, it ain't finished yet. Yeah, it ain't ready. I'll show when it's ready. It's like <laughs> making a souffle. The, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I swear, <laughs> quiet, I swear, I get the most the people. I, I see the most people hitting my page is whenever I'm like doing stuff with my son. Like I'll right? have him. His ass ain't doing really anything. He's just, <laughs> just being cute. <laughs> he's just being cute. Yeah. You know what I mean? But everybody like I get the most hit back from mm-hmm. from that. Like he can That's because people can relate, you know. When people yeah, can relate like, to art, they, they're gonna they might you know, they might like it a little more. That I think that's why a lot of modern artists is so obtuse because people can't relate to it, you know. And so the, a lot mm-hmm. of the art that we're doing is, is community-based, it's public art, it's, it's representational, it's colorful, enjoyable, inspiring. It's like, it's things people want to respond to, you know? And speaking of that, the, with the public art... Oof. Um, there's yeah. a process that a lot of people aren't aware of that I wasn't aware of when I first uh, got into it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, there's a community mm-hmm. engagement portion of that, right? So you know about that, right? So which which project have you, public art project have you? Yeah, done? good question. Um, and this also ties into, I'm, I'm, Martha, I didn't forget your last question about, about collabs and clients, but, but it, it, it relates to Tyson's question because listening, listening is so important to working with clients, communities, whatever else, um, you know, you got, you really got to be able to kind of feel those abstract concepts or ideas that the non-artists are telling you. And like, how do you make that attractive as an art piece, you know? And so it's your job as a public artist to take your skills and be innovative, be ingenuitive and figure out what's, what's in people's heads, sometimes more than meets the eye and something that, you know, a lot of people will be able to appreciate. So in terms of doing a public art project, the, the one that we're actually working on right now, and it's, it's, not, um, it's not finished yet, um, but we've actually been doing community engagement for about nine months now, if you can wow. believe that. We, we got the commission uh, last August, I believe, and from then we've, we've been engaging with the community in various ways, from you know, going hang out at the center to doing um, things on Facebook to um, going to other events and like doing small mosaic workshops and telling people about the project that we're hoping to do. And, through that whole time, um, we've been listening. We've been trying to listen, right? And we've been trying to give people an opportunity to, to share their voice and their ideas 
to participate in uh, the photo shoot that we're going to end up using for the imagery and the mural, et cetera. So, yeah, the community engagement, I think, is imperative for public art to succeed, right? And, and yes. anybody who's doing, even if you're doing a, a private commission mural, if it's in the public view, you kind of have to use that platform in a way that you're respecting those who are going to see it, respecting that community that you're in, and not just going and branding the space with your style, but yeah. actually taking consideration what people, how people are going to respond to that. Yeah. And okay. now more than ever, I should mention, now more than ever is this like you really need to use that platform for the right reasons. Yeah. So did your did your project get hung up because of coronavirus? So is that, is In that part, why it, yeah. it's dragging a little bit? In part. Yeah. I mean, that definitely set us back a, a month or two in terms of uh, approvals and whatnot. But um, yeah. and we weren't able to for, for the last you know three months, we weren't able to be out and engaging so we you know we had honestly helped to uh unveil this thing it's actually uh right beside a pool and before pool season opened but right. you know we didn't even know if people were going to go back to the pool so you know it just it, it got a little held up and we'll we'll celebrate um you know at the unveiling regardless when, whenever that is safe to do so but um that was just a part of it that's just kind of the the other aspect of, of a public art project is that like the bureaucracy right and getting the necessary approvals uh, yes. For the city of Austin, you know, it's getting the art commission on board, it's getting the parks and Rec recreation department on board, and any other partners that are in that that property, um, you know, right. the, the, maybe the architect or the builders, uh, has, just to get everybody's stamp. Has there ever been a moment where one of your pieces had to be taken down because there wasn't the proper steps taken? Um, no, no, thankfully no. I mean, you you, you want to do it right the first time when it's something like that, and. Um, you know, in terms of uh, public art, I'm actually relatively new to official public art, right? I've been doing work in the public for so many years, but public art is this whole other body. You know, it's the Public Art Commission. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an open call or an application. Then it's interviews yes. and it's acceptance. Then it's, um, it's just a lot more paperwork, <laughs> you know? Right. So, so um, thankfully, no, I haven't had my pieces like be, be taken down for any, any of those kind of reasons. And, and really like, mosaic uh it's it's pretty permanent so the way we install it is not meant to be ever moved it's meant to be there for the life of that structure you know however long that that building is up you pretty much have to knock the building down and not to get rid of that mosaic mural yeah so that's what i love about it it's the permanence you know it, it doesn't it fade, chip or peel like paint it can't be painted over as, e as easily um, yeah. so it's, it's there you know but you have done some painted murals Oh, I've done tons of painting. Uh, yeah, hundreds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and those like, you know. Oh, hundreds? Yeah, I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Been, <laughs> 15 years. I'm putting I, work. I don't know, guys. I'm on so, the side of this So I have, I have a question, right? Yeah. So, so <clears throat> public art, with the public art structure, like, it is a lot mm -hmm. of hoops to jump through, mm -hmm. but through that process, you're mm -hmm. protected, right? Because the city walks you along sure. pretty much yeah. everything you need to know. Right? Absolutely. They've got a but, project manager. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, right, so what are some of the falls of working in the private sector, right, as, as a mural artist? Oh, yeah. yeah, so, like, is, there, is, there, been, is there something you could just be like, <laughs> oh, hey, guys, yeah, like, this, watch out for this sort of thing? Or, yeah, or if you're in the there... private sector and you're working, you know, watch out for clients that want free stuff, like, oh, can you, can you just do me a design real quick and let me see how it's going to look, and, you know, yeah. and you, you end up putting, you know, eight or 12 hours into a design, and then they, oh, actually, I changed my mind, I didn't, or, you know, I don't have the budget for that. And so you just wasted your time. 
Right. So and and an artist time is lucrative. Y'all you know, better, uh, y'all y'all better get like the the tattoo artists, like our husbands, me and Martha's husband, tattoo artists. They take a deposit before you even draw. That's what I'm saying. They're Always like... get a deposit. Don't do <laughs> like... any work for free. I'm I'm tired of artists. Yeah, for nothing free. for free. I want everybody hear that. Artists right. don't work for free. <laughs> nothing for free <laughs> across the board. Before you <laughs> even think about, before you even think about, like even the, listening to their ideas. Be like, hey, like you're taking seventy five dollar consultation fee. Exactly. <laughs> nice. so like, you know me standing here talking yeah. to you. Yes. There is a co- no. I'm dead serious. It's your energy and it's your time. Yeah. I've seen people, and it's like so common in the tattoo yes. industry oh that they'll God. like tell you like all their ideas, mm-hmm. and then they want They're to in draw their life story and everything. And they, yeah, and then they'll take. They will literally oh, take your sketch to somebody else. Oh my God. For cheaper. That's low. And I'm like, well. It's common. Right. So yeah, they should at least be able to pay you for this. As sketch. low as it is, it's a common yeah. thing that happens yeah, all the time. I've seen it so many times yeah. that it's like insane. Yeah. Always have any minute you spend talking about something you're going to uh, work for. That's paid. You get paid for that. That's a consultation. That's, that's like any other industry. Yeah, There's money. no industry that'll come to your house for free and just chat. You know, we're, this is yeah. this is something that you want as a client. You want this service. And part of the service is my time here talking to you about it. So, yeah, like get it in writing, get a contract. Don't get um don't do any work for free and know know your industry standards too because there's a lot of muralists out there especially doing work for cheap and you're out there slaving away and it's like you need to know what the standards are and why they are are you know at a certain level it'll cover everybody's bases yeah and it'll keep the quality Most up definitely. you know it'll keep the quality so people aren't trying to go around lowballing and just find the, the cheapest artist you know yeah most it'll, definitely it'll be more fair hey that that yeah. brings me to my point to... that brings me to my point because because sometimes no sometimes no for real artists like with they we i because i was at this place where i felt mm-hmm. like my work wasn't good enough you know i felt like mm-hmm. it wasn't worth mm-hmm. i didn't know my worth as a as a creator you know what i mean and it is a saturated market and i and i felt the same way with like musicians mm-hmm. with poets with any kind of creative uh, field we, but, we but let, as a collective yeah. set a minimum there's a but let me let me say this let me say this we Tyson set the standard to you, i think we if you don't believe that you're artwork good how can you expect somebody else to that's what i tell everybody all the time it's all like if you don't mm-hmm. believe in that shit people that's see true. that mm-hmm. people see that you do not believe in your artwork when you're standing out there and you're selling mm-hmm. selling your work mm-hmm. you're selling yourself people buy you they're not really they will buy your artwork of course because they find it visually appealing mm-hmm. but but at the same time, they buy they'll buy more from you when they like you. Like they like you, you know. And if you gotta believe in that, like you gotta believe in everything. I can have something as shitty as could be put up, and I'm gonna be like, I believe in this. The way my mom put it to me was like, just make it. Somebody will buy it. Somebody will buy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and know your market. You know, it's like you don't have to be ridiculous about it. You don't, you don't want to exploit that that fact, but you also you want to know your market, right? You want to like, yeah, if it's your first year. Out. I mean, don't be charging top dollar. But if you've been doing this for five or ten years and you've got training in this and you know and you compare objectively, you know, apples to apples, you compare with some other people in your field, see what they're charging, you should be charging about the same, right? If your work is comparable. Mm-hmm. And don't feel bad about that. Never feel bad for taking money for your service, you know. That's your hard work, your passion, your time, your heart. And I all feel like if your if your consumers are complaining about your price, then they're not your demographic. Exactly. You they're not the client. You don't want that, yeah, that person anyway. Because they got a bunch of yeah. other cheapskate friends, they're gonna try to come and lowball you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you, 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 they have the cousin in the 
basement that can do it for cheap. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, get some get some wealthy folks in your in your pocket, you know, in your corner, you know? Like don't be afraid to I tell them that I I I tell my friends this. I say, man, like like on uh what's the movie? Don't be a minute. Don't be a minute yeah. while drinking your juice mm-hmm. in the hood when he when he gets his hair cut. He said, Yeah, he said, Okay, take see what happens. Exactly. But it'd be your first Quality. the first people to be trying to ask you for a deal is your family. They'd be like, Oh man, come on, man, get that. Friends and family. Get that rough. Yeah, friends and family. Rough. Like, I haven't yeah. seen you in ten years, sir. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> but then when they do find yeah. that price range that they're uh, looking for, they never find the product that they want. They find the price range, but oh, they yeah, don't find definitely. the end result that they're looking for. And whether that's process, whether that's engaging with the client and being, you know, being able to walk them through what's going on with your design process and all of that, uh, whether that's communication, like Lola's doing a lot of management right now, so mm-hmm. she knows about what's going on with these artists and their needs. Uh, and yeah, all of that, yeah. that whole client. I will uh, add one thing to this conversation though, man. is that don't be afraid to give when it's right. So yeah. that's actually my, that's actually my tag name. If you believe it or not, it goes way back. Cause I, I went through a bunch Uh-oh. of names and I decided on the message that I want to, you know, a positive message I want to share, but it's meant to be, you know, give up yourself, you know, um, mm. be, be selfless. Right. But the idea is that if you give to someone a gift and it's genuine, that that's karma, right? That's in your karma bank. And that's going to, that's going to eventually come around. And so, I believe don't in give karma, away all 100%. your stash, you know, but like if there's right. something you really feel motivated or if there's someone who really can't afford that piece, but they're just so in love with it, you gift them that that's going to be more than the world to them. And so just use those moments to really yeah. create relationships, because guess what? That person might hit the lotto the very next week and they come back and buy that, yeah. that other piece that they wanted. So treat, treat I believe people in, karma. You know, in a way that it's not only about money, but it's about sharing your craft. And there goes again, yeah. the word of mouth. They, the moment they so realize important. that you treat them well, yeah. that you as a person. They're going to be telling everybody. They're going to blow you yeah, up. Yeah, they're going to tell you everything. That's going <laughs> to yep. be your biggest yeah. fan. Yep. <laughs> That'll be your cheerleader. That's mm-hmm. the cheer you are now. I yeah. think people don't really understand that. I don't think people, I think that gets lost sometimes mm-hmm. whenever you, when, the people don't understand that that is a way of part of business too. Totally. Like they always like they always think of the rough part. <laughs> yeah, they always yeah. think of the rough part of business. Yeah. And they don't really think about like how what you're doing people see yes, and that that also boost you. Yeah, those yeah. connections will also boost you. So mm-hmm. like I, I can fully right. understand what you're saying. Like I, yeah. I believe in karma all day long. There's so many things that happen to me. I'm like, mm, there's like a bunch of different ways of giving too. Like you don't always have to give like a piece. You can totally. give your time. Like workshops. you like mentoring yeah. and teaching mm-hmm. people and doing workshops. You can give in that Absolutely. way too. And, Very good and really point. Get a lot of mileage out of that as well. So um, yeah, I agree. It, it's I used to be really stingy with mom. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. I used, to, I used to be that artist that was just like, nah, it ain't ready. I ain't showing it to nobody. And it wasn't until I like started to give up and kind of like really mm-hmm. take risks that things even started yeah. to happen for me. So I'm. I feel I'm like you realize who your community here to testify is. About like it. you, you find your community, mm-hmm. you find your sense of community once you start doing that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've recently just started giving away old pieces because after you created art, so stock. Long, well, you also, you're I also, bet you it's your wife. You know, I bet you it's your wife to tell you get rid of it. Tell you, 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 you
done and you realize that the old work is no longer you anymore so there's uh, yeah. no no point in holding point. Yeah, on true. to it yeah you can see your growth you it, it doesn't lose value to you because they're all like little they're yeah. stepping stones to your final them, you large I mean? piece that you've been working on so they're little puzzle pieces that are going to end up creating your amazing piece one day foundation yeah mm-hmm. they show your growth uh-huh they show your growth too yeah <laughs> definitely man um, J- yeah, JJ and Jeff Jeff playing. That's fine, man. I, they just call me that back in, back in Houston. <laughs> He's been calling you JJ this whole time. I'm like, it's so, one JJ. It's so, all right. Yeah. I mean, I will... <laughs> all right. All right. So we got it's we got Give, we got J. JJ yep. Jeff playing. All right. What's the actual like? I don't need you to put your government. But is is Jay Muzak like is that also <laughs> no a tag no so Jay, Jay Muzak is Muzak is my actual last name. Uh, my grandfather immigrated from oh, Poland okay. uh, in the nineteen thirties, <laughs> and he brought the name with him. And we've had it ever I thought since. you were trying to be hip or something like Mosaic Muzak, trying to make it. They, work isn't that a, yeah, isn't that like, a weird coincidence? <laughs> that like I could have made it more <laughs> names. Muzak <laughs> <laughs> Mosaics, you know, it's like awfully close, yeah. Because oh, I, 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 honestly, the whole time, yeah. I, the whole time I, yeah, I, 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 I thought that was no, a tag. Yeah, that's, that's I real thought name. that was like a tag. I was like, Jay Muzak, that must be like a tag. Then when you were like, no, give us a tag. I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, yeah. It's definitely memorable, bro. And your personality, too. Your vibe, dude. I, I, you didn't know me from a limb on a tree. We're family, though, man. You're a muralist. We're all family, day. you know? You know, and I so, I so appreciate it. And, <laughs> and see, that's the reason why I need to work with you somehow. I need to get in your studio, get next to you, dude, and learn some things from you. You know what I mean? Um, Man, mm-hmm. I really want you to highlight the the schools that you teach at. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm How old really are your daughters? Interested in getting my daughters yeah. there and like getting them uh-huh. involved and like what that early education. <laughs> oh yeah. Fourteen. He has a full uh, range 13, of age. 14, no, yeah. you got a lot of kids. Family. I hope you got a lot of room in your class. Tyson has an army over there. Tyson, <laughs> he gonna take the whole yeah, front row. Yeah. And <laughs> nice. hey, my four year old dude, she's already drawing her little characters. She's created a little character, so she has yeah. a little cartoon book. Man, she's. She's already on it. Um, mm-hmm. To the to the, and I want to oh, know. Yeah. I want you to tell our youth out there how important it is to start early, man. Because I can remember drawing yeah. in school, but I never took mm-hmm. it seriously. I didn't have anyone show me any path or anything like that. Oh man, you know, it's, it's important so important. It to, and I find that with with all early, ages of students from early. from you know elementary all the way up to high school and even adults, right? Adults have this this idea in their head that somebody told them once that they're not good at art or something, or or they told themselves. And then they just quit, you know, and you just got to you got to not listen to that. You know, we're, we're all artists in, in a way and we all have value and we, we can all express ourselves. I mean, you don't have to be the best realistic drawer to, you know, to make art. Um, just find something that, that, you know, vibes with you. And and I think for for kids to have that opportunity, it's like it's so therapeutic. It builds confidence. Um, they can work through you know, other issues like subconscious issues while making that art. And then through that, like, especially in a collaborative sense, if we're all doing a workshop together and there's like a dozen people in there, there'll be conversations being had, relationships being built. A lot of times intergenerational from like, from kids that are like seven years old sitting next to a seven year old retired dude. And they're just having, they're shooting it up. You know, it's like those kind of um, community engagements are, are so important. So if people want to hit us up, you know, as soon as we can open back up safely uh, and have small groups, um, our our studio, something cool studios. It's at seventeen um, seventeen Cesar Chavez, and we um, we hold the mosaic workshops there. And it's just like a it's like an old house in the Holly neighborhood of East Austin. And um, there's about right. seven artists that share the space, 
and we've got a big open living room that can hold, you know, up to 20 people and we can throw out some tables and, and we've got all the tools there and we can just kind I have of start a question. chopping it up and making those there. I, 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 I yeah. just imagine I have a question. Something. Let's, yeah, family. let's do it. Team, yeah, team yeah, I have a question. But I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> I need, I need, because my son, mm-hmm. my husband does art shows and stuff mm-hmm. and my son, every time he goes, he wants his art to be up. So I've been thinking in my head that I want to host an art show, but for like little kids, yes. like little toddlers and stuff like that, because um, yeah, I just want to do Why it. Why not? Yeah, just All because he brought space. it up. He, because yeah. he brought it up to me. Yeah, because he brought it up to me. I'm like, I have to now. <laughs> I definitely yeah. have several pieces of my so daughter hanging up that I actually like the way they. Yeah, my son. Nice. Yeah, my son is a he paints, Yeah, do it. Like, Find a paints, venue, put it up, so. put them up there, like on a pedestal, then they make the feel your work feel valued, you know. Especially in the house on the fridge is, is awesome, but like when they start seeing strangers vibing to their work, you know, and checking it out. Yeah. That's a whole oh no, he level. wants to talk about oh, it. Yeah. He oh, wants yeah. to talk about it. He wants to talk about it. He got he got stuff to say. You're gonna have him standing right there next to his teeth, like this. Uh-huh. Like, He's like, Let me tell you about my work. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh yeah, I love it. But my son is like, he is someone you will never forget. Awesome. <laughs> I want to meet. I really want to meet him. That's now. a beautiful thing about kids, man. Kids are fearless. Yeah, he's, they're fearless. He's They'll just walk up, start a conversation with complete mm-hmm. strangers. Yo, come check out my heart. Yeah. Let me show you what I do. <laughs> just start spilling their guts right here. And, mm-hmm. and I created more as a kid too. I drew more as mm-hmm. a kid. Like I, I used to be have my nose in comic books, bro. I was, I was stuck in Marvel, dude. I was a Wolverine fan. Yeah. So all the Wolverines poses. I used to sketch all of that. When I was younger, but you know what? I, mm-hmm. something, like, you know what's funny? I, I never mm-hmm. was taught that it could be. You know a what's career, funny, Tyson? You know what I, mean? I, I used never to draw anime when I was me a too. kid. About twelve, I think anime, anime, all 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 yeah, anime, anime all day. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We all have that phase. and I don't draw now. I don't draw now. Like I, if I were to like figure drawing stuff, maybe draw something. No, I mean it would be like. A circle, a I feel triangle. Like, I'm yeah, like, oh. I feel like you got to keep drawing. Drawing's like <laughs> sketching. Drawing is like the it's like the impulse. It's like the idea. It's a way for artists to just get that idea down real quick. I mean, I guess like there's digital programs mm-hmm. you could do that now too. Drawing on your on your iPad or like even using Photoshop and like crop the collaging things together. But like you got to have that when you have the inspiration of the idea, you got to be able to get it out in some way. So like keeping your drawing chops up, I feel like is a good practice for every artist, even if it's just for fun. Oh, you like, lose it. I'm yeah. telling you, if we if you don't keep it up, you lose it. Because I lost mine, and I used to draw all the time. Yeah. And now that I don't, I haven't drawn in like over like 15 years, you know what I mean? So it's just like, ugh, I can't draw anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, over practice, I'm sure with time I can do it, but like if you put me to a test, I'm failing that yeah. real quick. Fail. <laughs> so, so Jay, what are some of the things that like personally inspire you, right? Like, so I know like if you're doing a public, pe- uh, mm-hmm. public piece, you know, you reach out to the community and you kind of connect with them and you get inspired yeah. that way. But if you're just doing something like, like just, just to even like, you know, your just what gets your like creative juices flowing? Is it like other artists work or is it like you put on some jams? Oh, or like, dude, what, all, what yeah, of? all of the above. I mean, there's, you know, we're, I think we're inspired by so many different stimulus and I, I definitely like listening to put on some hip hop, you know, while I'm working or, my, or maybe some, some lo-fi, you know, if you want a kind of more chill vibe and zone out. Yeah. Um, so music is is key. There's times when I, I'll just be quiet too, and just you know be in your head a little bit. Um, but you know nature inspires me. I like to you know I like to go hiking. I like to travel. So you know uh, foreign cultures inspire me. 
Um, I feel like when you go yeah. somewhere new and different, your, your brain is on fire. It's like their synapses just going off because you're creating yeah. new, you know, new uh, memories and new thought processes. So like living in Japan for three years was incredibly inspiring for me, not only because I kind of learned their work ethic and the, and the humility um, and how they think as a group, you know, over the individual, but also just being inspired by all this new architecture, the language, right? Um, really having to think through conversations because I'm, you know, because I'm new to the language. Is, is um, that where you went abroad? Yeah, I lived, I lived in Japan uh, primarily. I lived there for three years. Uh, I also lived in Korea for about a year and a half. And I backpacked around Southeast Asia and Europe for like, I don't know, nine or 10 months. So I've, I've traveled quite a bit. Um, and I think travel is, is probably my, the biggest inspiration for me because it just, it gives you a sense okay. of humility like no other. Like the world's a really, really big place. And there's a lot of people out there that- And yeah. honestly, <laughs> to, be able to, to be able to communicate through emotions, you kind of have to understand the way other cultures communicate on their own. So it can't mm -hmm. necessarily be. Well, you see, a, you see, a, you see a huge difference too. Like when you're in different cultures and stuff, you just like what you deem normal mm -hmm. is like not mm -hmm. even. So I think it's yeah. Wild. So you got to step back. You know, you got to <laughs> you want to be respectful. And I think uh, yeah, I mean the the that's probably the biggest inspiration for me is just travel and then and then like inspiring figures. You know, I feel like there's people's stories that I want to tell or somebody that I look up to as a, as a thought leader. And if I can paint a mural of them and share what they stand for and what they're about, then I feel like that's a good use of my skills, you know? So I'm just always on the lookout for... for well, know, I'm about to hop in here with some fuckery. <laughs> I want to know who is your favorite uh, hip hop artist or your favorite oh, rapper? Man, I need to I... know. Because me, me and Tyson have like huge arguments about yeah. on a daily oh, basis. Man. It... <laughs> There's so many different days, man. Stop I don't it. think she knows hip hop, bro. Stop I think it. she knows hip hop. Everybody don't know. Some people know. I think she knows There's so many styles, though. I, can't, like, I hate it when people ask exactly. favorites because it's like, what kind of day, you, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Like exactly. What are we judging them on? An LP. Yeah, you're on the same, you're on yeah. the same level. You're, you're on the same Top level five. with me. Because I, I, I like different genres and stuff, and I'm listening to so many different yeah. artists. Sometimes I'm listening to music, I don't even know who the fuck is singing it. I'm not as trivial like, with it. I, just, I'm just like, yeah. I like that, but I don't know who it yeah. is. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you feel it. Yeah, like you don't even know who it is. It's just yeah. like feeling. I like independent oh, artists so, for real. I mean, this is so not not for the kids, but you know, I'm a, I'm a big UGK fan. <laughs> being from Houston and all. Okay, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Being from the third the coast, the like UGK is the yeah, boy, trill all day. No, I could always put them on. It's nostalgia too, because I grew up listening to them when I was in high school. You know, so. I like UGK. Yeah. Um, I really like LP and Def Jux. I like a lot of the guys on the on the old Def Jux label. Like you know, everybody knows Run the Jewels now, but like yeah. early right. early stuff like that. Really intellectual, really poetic sort of hip hop. Uh, I like People Under the Stairs, uh, Mr. Lift, Blueprint came to came to town last year. That was incredible. You know, okay. so I, okay. I like kind of like I don't probably like as much of the mainstream hip hop right now, but more like the underground hip hop. Yeah, none of like that. The two thousands and like what you and grew then, up. And with. then the third coast stuff. Yeah, the third coast stuff is is where it's at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Run the Jewels is oh on fire God. right now. Yeah, they're like the voice of the See? revolution, you know, for the music side. Yeah, of my, yeah. Killer Mike, my man. Up. See, look. Yeah. See, uh, Tyson be Tyson be on that. I don't know. <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel everything that you're saying, sir. Okay. That's all I have to say. It's all 
like that. <laughs> I want to hear Tyson's take too. That's the music. All right, all right. Let me just say this. Hey, bro, I'm I, I'm I'm 39. So like my I graduated That's high school up. in 99. Oh yeah. So you know I'm <laughs> where I stay. You know I'm South Side. All right. So but but this is this is what I this is what I really be a low little clash. Jay-Z? Jay-Z? Trash. Like oh, no, Jay-Z. Yeah, he's up there. Trash. Yes. Uh, yeah. Jay-Z. Like, Jay-Z. No, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you Blueprint. Why. Blueprint is the, the only blueprint. thing he the has, blueprint. though. The, from Blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's this okay, podcast about again? It's It's supposed to be about RJ, but we never stay on the subject. Well, it could be about parenting yeah. one week. We know. <laughs> this is what totally. I mean. Hey, this is what our social events would look like, though. Like we we totally mm-hmm. trans transition from being in person and doing this right here yeah. to, to being That's like community. on a podcast because we mm-hmm. want we miss each other like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when we have our events, when 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 COVID yeah. is, is safe, awesome. we're gonna be gathering yes. everybody together. Did like, so how I warned you before you oh, came yeah. in. I was like, listen, because they're like, oh, is there any prepared questions? Like, nah, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting the shit. And then, like, yeah, I didn't, pre- I didn't prepare no my question. top five. So what changes have you had to make for coronavirus? Like, now that he brought it up, I mean, it's kind of affected everybody. Absolutely. I mean, so is there is there anything like you're just like, either waiting to do or you're just like man coronavirus kind yeah, of yeah honestly i'm pretty i feel changed. blessed and i feel lucky i'm grateful that a lot of my work was able to continue you know i was able to safely work from home uh i did my classes online and you know navigated the virtual uh, google hangouts and everything and zoom like the rest of us and, and that was fine um i mean it's obviously hard being distant but so, uh, yeah. Also, some new commissions came through. I feel like people were trying to support local and they were like maybe looking at those bare walls or maybe they got that $1,200 stimulus check. And what, for whatever reason, right. they're like, yo, I'm, I'm going to get that art piece finally. And so I had a couple people just kind of come out the blue and, <laughs> and put um, jobs on my on my plate that, you know, I was like, OK, I'm excited to make this. And, you know, Mosaic takes a long time to make anyway. So I just get in my zone and it's yeah. it's a good time killer. You know, so I've been doing a lot of Mosaic just at yeah. the house. I've been doing some large, uh, larger canvas pieces, uh, paintings for um for actually a, a job, a commission in Japan, I got to send here next week. I got to hurry and finish. Okay. But okay. Um, and then yeah. and then just like the workshops, you know, obviously we have our studio has been closed, but um, thankfully uh, my studio mate Luis, uh, he's been doing a lot of renovations over there, and we're really excited when it's safe again, just like open up, you know, bigger and better than before, and just to keep doing the workshops. So. Yeah. So where can is people like follow you, find you? Yeah, um, I might you know stock stock your inter- <laughs> stock you on the internet. Yeah. you know, <laughs> same the the usual suspects. You know, Instagram, Facebook is is just J Muzak, J M U Z A C Z. Um, do we go? Do we yeah. go through Instagram to find you for a workshop? Uh, you totally can, yeah. So on my Instagram profile, I've also linked to the Mosaic Workshop profile, which is um, ATX Mosaic Workshop. So by all means, follow that account. And, and, and as soon as we have open studios running again, we'll post there. Uh, if you want to reach out about doing a, a private you know, group workshop for your kid's birthday or team building or whatever, like just hit is us up. We can do two age, to 20 people. Is there an age um, limit? Like the smallest yeah. that... 
we found that it re- we can really um, we can do different projects. And if you have younger kids, I'll say like under 12, we could do like non cutting projects where they're basically just like laying out little pixels. And that's, I think, all right, as long as you're making sure they're not like eating the, the pieces. So like not too young, you know, yeah. but like, yeah. but like you know, I've so seen parents no try to do it too, eating. so it's not only the kids. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a cheese it You, you don't have right. no kids. But, uh, no, but like 12, 12 and up is a good, uh, like I think 12 year olds, they can cut, you know, it's safely, we can, we can use gloves or goggles or whatever, and then we can do it safely. So yeah, I mean, um, just just hit us up, and we're we're really flexible with um, making it right for. I think age us as ability. a group should definitely go. Do I think so too. I think this would be real fun. Yeah. Byo margaritas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Beer, whatever you want. Hey, we gonna bring. Sponsored by Dos Cuernos. Sponsored by Dos Cuernos. Coming to a liquor store near you soon. Oh, we're doing a contest also to have artwork right here and right here. So we're gonna is it an open call? I want to submit a design. Yeah, there's gonna Um, be an open call. Yeah, there's gonna be an open call probably next week. I'm gonna start doing an Mm -hmm. open call. I'll hit you with the uh, appreciate you. Yeah, but we'll have the dimensions and everything, and then you just submit your artwork, and then we'll choose someone. And then it'll be, then we're just doing like a few prints of it, and then whoever finds it Mm -hmm. could win. A prize you find a, a golden ticket okay. kind of deal um so that's awesome yeah. we, it's yeah. gonna be fun yeah i'll be getting a lot fun. of cool submissions and we're trying yeah. to think of yeah I'm, I'm excited like i'm just like i'm ready to see what people come up with to put on the bottle it's like a matted <laughs> mm-hmm. black so it's gonna be real nice with some mm-hmm. color and stuff on a lot there. of potential there yeah 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 look at that blankness yeah. man yeah. <laughs> so shout yeah. out those square notes man we know y'all tuned in Shout out, shout, shout out to Angel, shout out to Sylvester, mm-hmm. shout out to Pete, man. We love working with those guys too. Um, for all of our extra content, um, y'all mm-hmm. can follow us. We're gonna continue to talk to Jay Muzak after the show. Uh, for for that content, you can follow us on Patreon.com. Uh, be able to check out some video, be able to check out some swag we have uh, coming up. All of that good stuff on Patreon.com. Uh, this is he remembered one yep. of season yeah. two. ATX Artist Social, man. ATX Artist Social, yo. Uh, all of our listeners, man, we thank y'all for being with us. You have just experienced Jay Music. Uh, go and follow him on all of his social media sites. Uh, <laughs> ATX Artist Social, yeah. Jumping the gun, man. Episode one. <laughs> It's No, no, it's not fair. It's not fair. Because yesterday, like I, after I went and painted, I was out all morning. I was tired. But on my way home, I grabbed food. Right? Okay. But before I grabbed food, I stopped and I played basketball. And I felt See, that's where you fucked up. I felt guilty. You sent her a text saying, I'm going to play and then I get yeah. food. No, I do, no, you no didn't he didn't say nothing. That's, that's the hard part, though. No, it's the communi- just, that's part of communication. That is, yeah, you're right. Just you're say right. it. Like, I hate it when it's like, you, just, you have to say it. I will be yeah. fine with it. Just yeah, you act like she had a problem with you playing the basketball. She had a problem because you didn't say it. You know, but if you say something, you don't say it because you're going to get in trouble, but you're going to get.
make words throw if you don't no. say it. You got to understand no, from no, a man's perspective. what you have to understand. They're waiting on you, depending on your schedule. And like, oh, so to them, you're going to be here at X time, right? So they're preparing what they have to do once you get there. Mm. That they feel like that's a level of disrespect, sir. Yeah. yeah. When so, you don't show so up by on time. Telling, so no, by no, telling no. them. No, no, no. no you think it helps my parents? No, no, no. That's no. not true. I want to tell y'all from a man's perspective. It's like, <laughs> okay, what is you know, it's like, I want to do this thing, but I know if I bring this to my wife. I know she's gonna have this to say. I know she's gonna have that to say. And it's okay. Say, and Wait, it's no, okay. You can't okay. say like, "I'm gonna go play a basket and I'm gonna get food." Don't say anything. But y'all, at least you say it. By you saying it, she can rearrange yeah. what she's doing. Yes, she oh, has. Okay. To, she'll be able to do what she has to do to get shit done. Okay. That's it. Right. Just say yeah. it. You're gonna be late. Just say it. Hey, man, man out there, like, just tell them. And I told. I, I live by that code, though, right? <laughs> Like, I live by that code. Like, when I was younger, I was like, you know, if I had a girlfriend, I didn't really want to be boyfriend and girlfriend with her. I'd say, hey, Same look, you know, I don't want to be boyfriend and girlfriend. But then you got married and you turned into a bitch yeah. real quick. <laughs> I mean, that'll happen, you know. You, know, you turn into a bitch real quick. A good woman will humble you. You know, yeah. a good woman will humble any dude, you know. That's and us, too. Like, that's the thing. thing we compromise and things ourselves, yeah. too. It is just like, from a woman respect, it's like, I cannot do anything for me. Because right now I had to wait for you, and then you were late. It's like I lose one hour. I feel like myself. we're putting our consideration you know in by us putting our lives on hold. So it's like, oh, I have one more hour for myself. And like, I She's thinking. really putting you out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 like texting me. Why you gotta text me though? Like, why do I, I have to be taxed? I don't that. think it's necessary for me to be taxed though. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get it. Right? I do the best I can. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're always learning. I got the baby girls with me, so, you know, yeah, she knows yeah, no, no, there's nothing happening. But she got the know? other two kids. Yeah, but those are the little ones. And the oh, the little ones are worse than the big ones. You got those the easy ones. Those are more ones. work. Give me the little ones. Yeah. Little Give me the little ones. Yeah, y'all can keep the attitude. Yeah, they got the attitudes. No, mine already. Watch, watch. I'm going to tell you right now. By the time we get in the truck, Daddy, I'm hungry. Go, I want, they're not going to say, they're not going to say I want McDonald's or I want Wendy's. They're going to say, Daddy, I want Outback. They want you to sit down and shit? What is Outback? It's a restaurant. Outback, you can be like, I will be Outback in the backyard. Yeah, like, no. Daddy can't do that. We got beans at home. You be in the Outback, Daddy, I got money on my card. What? You know, sit, <laughs> let me go. I'm like, you don't want to spend your money but like that. But you ain't that. got money for gas. But you ain't got money no, to sit. No, they don't think that far. You can walk. You can walk. They don't think that far into it. You got your Doge Papas? Yeah. They don't think that far into it. I'm not there know? yet. I'm not having a one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not there. I'm ready oh, for that man. to do her shit on the real. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, you know what? As long as you come back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she don't get snatched up. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's because nowhere. he ain't bringing a baby home. He can bring a baby home. Oh, he can. But it can get released back into the wild. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Lord. I feel, I feel for Bastion, man. Especially when Bastion start worst. driving. Oh, Lord. I'm going to be the absolute worst. Yeah, you gonna Are you going to make Bastion go get groceries? Yeah. That's no, I'm going to Bastion do everything. He going to be late because Bastion going to be going be, to be doing like I'm doing. Yeah, Mama, I'll go get groceries and I'll go Listen, I always, I'm 
always. I'm always like, Bastion, go ahead and give me the remote. He's like, you can't. I'm like, no, I cannot do it. I had you. What you think I had you for? To do these things for me. My job oh, is done. Yeah. I pushed you out. So, so we all have kids and we are all business owners and entrepreneurs yeah. right here, right? Make the best out of everything. Yeah, we got to make the best out of everything. Lucero, um, for the, our ATX artist social listeners that are tuned in, we want them to be able to contact you for a photo shoot. Uh, we want them to be able to visit your website. We gave out the contact information earlier, but we want to follow up on that and uh, give you a chance to give out your handles on Instagram, Facebook, and your website one more time just so our listeners will have it. All right. So my, uh, it's, I'm Lucetta Photography right now. I'm evolving to Evolve Studio. Uh, it's gonna, that's going to be my new brand pretty soon. I'm building my website and all those things. And uh, I do photo shoots for business, for uh, entrepreneurs who want to do kind of like a like a, a new brand rebranding or just want to do a new image to their uh, websites uh, I specialize in very detailed um, editing so whatever they need it can be done um, and product photography if you have an e-commerce something that you like launching right now you can be in like a startup business or you can be like kind of like doing a new collection I am here for you and my Instagram is lucero underscore ATX or my my website is lucero uh, middle dash photography.com. And be looking out for that uh, collectively classic when we start doing that. Yeah, and when we are Yeah, we'll be collaborating yeah. with Lolita. She's like a whole new thing going because yeah. the thing with you, like doing a business is like, okay, you do your own thing, right? You're selling your thing, whatever that is. You need branding, and you need like uh, mm -hmm. yes. like a product management, and you need like a website, and you need like uh, yes. design, and you need photography. It's like a lot of little details around it. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna be here for that. Just yeah, me, like and, me, with and, every yeah me and Martha are gathering, and we're we're creating a small team. We got essential people, like essential people that you need based from the jump of mm -hmm. your business. Like there's going to be much more that you need in the, but we want to set you up to where you can have something that's clean and professional the entire time. Well, in our team, we're going to definitely be adding a web developer. So mm. we have a photographer, we have a graphic designer, you have your brand like management for online stuff. And we're, we're adding people to the team to definitely make this an impact. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Collectively classics. Y'all yeah. will hear about that in the future. It's a team of creatives that are set out to build your business. Collectively classics. Uh, that's coming in the future. Lucero-photography.com. Yes. yes. You can so find far. her <laughs> right now because right it's going to evolve, right? It's going to evolve, yes. right? <laughs> So, Lucetta-Photography.com, y'all, go check her art out, go check her photography out, you know, sign her up, commission her out for work, she does some beautiful, clean photos, you know, you, you're not gonna get product photos like this, she's a, definitely a professional. So, with that, um, we're gonna close out <laughs> episode two 
of season two yes. of the ATX Artist Social Podcast. Yo, we are running, y'all. And yeah. we're going to keep on running. This We're going to drop this episode every week. So y'all can expect when y'all hear this episode to see Lucero's photos and all of her work for seven days straight. Uh, we will promote and advertise her work and her business. And we will push as many people and as much content as we can her way. Right? Yep. Yep. So now that we're all together in one place, ATX Artist Social T. Are you going to do like a huge ass fucking pause? No, yes, I'm going to do it again. (laughs) ATX Artist Social T. Can y'all help me say it? Episode two. What did we say again? Season two. (laughs) That's a wrap? It's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Toast. Hey, can you say that toast again? Yeah. Arriba. Arriba. Abajo, abajo, al centro, al centro, y para adentro. Y para adentro. Drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink. <laughs>